Hello, my lovey. Are you rolling through life being bumped around by anxiety, stress, pressure? Let's face it. They don't just bump us. They knock us off the freaking path. And all the responsibilities threaten to squish your spirit and burn you out. And then we see the chuckleheads. You're looking at them cruising easy street and wondering, is it even possible for you to get there? Well, yeah, it is. Because I've been where you are. I developed a system to get me out of that horror show and keep me out of it for years now. You will understand where you are in all the aspects of your life and how you can change into someone, transform into someone who rocks joy on the daily. Yes, thank you. I will coach you every step of the way for six weeks so that we can unleash your life of joy, authenticity, and Side note, your energy is going to explode. This is about the whole you, relationships, finances, self-understanding, health, work, downtime, all of it. This is your chance to transform chaos into joy. Check out the deets at zfgliving.com or book a call with me to learn more about your chaos to joy transformation. Hugs. Hello, my lovey. I'm Mel Trumbull, here to show you how to use your resources for yourself what? and have joy on the daily. Even if you have a craptastic background like myself, if your upbringing was the stuff of nightmares, and maybe you manage depression, anxiety, and ADHD. Oh, enough about me, though. Here's the thing. Even with crapolini wiring, I live authentically and joyously. I spent decades in therapy and it wasn't until I learned about changing my mindset that I worked my shiitake out. I now help you, my kindred spirit, with your mindset so that we can all rock more joy in our world and it really needs it. Welcome to ZFG Living Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to another ZFG Living Podcast. Today, I am delighted to welcome best-selling author and coach, Sonia Wires, our happiness guide. Tell us, Sonia, about yourself. Thank you, Melissa, for this warm welcome. So I'm Sonia Wires, your happiness guide. Um, and, you know, don't go, don't go. It's not a, it might seem a bit ambitious, but I have a few ways that I do that. I'm a Gestalt therapist, actually, for individuals and couples. Um, and I've created also uh, a whole number of personal development programs and things online that I can tell you about a bit later. And I'm also the author of two books. Um, so my first book that I wrote in uh, 2017 is here, Happiness Now, A Guided Journey. And it's a personal development book, and it's both it's both got content from the field of positive psychology to help you be happier, but there's also a lot about my personal history and why I wrote this book is because I had such a difficult time growing up with a mom who um, I came later to understand it was through no ill intention of her own, but I really didn't feel seen or loved by my mom, and so I, I was actually pretty depressed for a while. And, you know, some nights I didn't even want to be alive. I found myself running in the streets and all that. And to come today and through the path of all my therapy, my good personal development work, 
I'm now living the life that I would consider my true happiness and the life that I love. And, you know, having learned all of that, I've wanted to share it. And so that's a bit of the story behind that first book. Absolutely. And then I know that you progressed into the second book, uh, The Sundown of Life, uh, based on your mother's passing away and more resolution. But I just wanted to interject. Girl, you and I, same path, right? Because you just, when you're that miserable and you can't figure it out, it feels like, holy moly, there's got to be better than this, right? Like, come on. This this is not what the human experience is. So I applaud you for, you know, doing the internal work to get out of it. And uh, I'm looking forward to you telling us about not only your second book, but also at your five-day happiness program. <laughs> I'd love to, but first I'd like to return the compliment to you because I know that you've been through a whole lot of shit and some of it even a lot worse than mine and that you're here, you know, to spread more joy. And so I want to applaud you too. Um, oh, thank you. Really, I mean, it's only when we've been through it ourselves, right, that we know, and especially if we've come from a really low, low place. Mm-hmm that we know what's possible and that it takes work. And so, but so um, as fate would have had it, um, my parents actually both um, declined in a very rapid succession in 2018 and 2019. My mom had cognitive decline and my dad had physical ailments one after the other. I mean, I'm an only child and they lived like 300 miles or so uh, away from me. And so that was like some of the most difficult time in my life to to be responsible for that. But the the really the saving grace was that I had done all my personal work, and so I was completely at peace with my mom. You know, not not wanting, not needing her to do or be or whatever, but just able to really be with her. Which, if I had not done that work, I, it would have been impossible for me to to be there with them. And, you know, in the process, I can tell you a couple of stories, um, but I'll finish presenting the book, but I can tell you a couple of stories of what the extraordinary moments of connection, what I mean by those extraordinary moments of connection that we were able to have because I was at peace with it all because I was available, you know, to be with her and her illness, Mm -hmm. um, you know, which included sometimes, you know, telling me that I could go home and (laughs) when I'd driven like four or five hours to be with her because my dad was away. And, but just to be able to take that, to understand that, you know, she, she understood at some level that it was my arrival that made my dad leave, except it was the other way around, right? My dad needed surgery and I came. Of course, <laughs> exactly. I got where she was coming from, telling me to go home, right? And Sure, because she wanted her husband back. Yeah. Well, and also the thing I want to relate to that is you, you mentioned feeling like you didn't want to be alive. And I think that part of the isolation of that, um, and which pushed you to do the work, that is the reaction you chose to that feeling. And it's a tough thing because it just popped in my head. If one has not felt that uh, feeling of not wanting to be alive, it's impossible to understand. It's impossible to comprehend why a person would not want to be alive. And it's just, and it's nothing about anyone else, but our own suffering. And so I feel like that does also relate back to your mom, because she was suffering a disruption in her schedule, right? Your dad had to travel away. And then you come in. How beautiful that you were not armored. That's not the right thing. There was no barrier. If anything, you were vulnerable and open in a way that you would never have been able to do before. 
Yeah, exactly. So I was like, no, I can't really go home, actually, but I could go upstairs and watch her from upstairs. You know, I understood that my presence was actually an irritant to her. My dad didn't have to travel. He was in the hospital having surgery. Right. And so. Oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. But so, no, no, it's OK. So so this is the book that I wrote um, in the end. It's called The Sundown Down of Life. And this is a drawing of um, my parents uh, from a picture that my one of my daughters, who's an artist, uh, created this. Cover. I love that. And I'll read the subtitle um, to you because it's in small print. So it's overcoming the challenges and reaping the rewards. Um, you know, emphasis on rewards um, of caring for my parents during their final years. Mm-hmm. So it's a personal story. Um, but I've had it, this book is still pretty confidential. I mean, the, I haven't done the greatest job marketing it. Um, but the well, people, I've read it and it's lovely. The people who have read it have given me really, really a lot of feedback that it touched them and that, you know, I've had at least two different people who have told me that it changed their relationship to their parents who had been deceased multiple years. Interesting. So that they somehow reinterpret, you know, through my description of my, you know, also my, my reality being in the face Mm -hmm. of that. So it's both, you know, factual about what happens, what can happen in the, in the end of life when it's really unkind, you know, and unrelenting. Well, and that's a gorgeous thing that you were able to help them see a different um, facet of the experience, which allowed them to choose a different reaction, you know, the next time that their thoughts of their parent comes up. And I feel like being able to expand our perception into what the other side is thinking, other side, not adversarially, but the other person, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That can be really tough when you've got some grit in that, uh, you know, grist mill there. Yep, yep, yep. So that's a bit about my journey. So, you know, when I was in the midst of all that, um, of caring for my parents, right, it went on for like uh, the first six months of 2018. Then I moved them to a retirement home near me. I mean, literally, I brought the furniture one one trip at a time. I brought them myself to the thing and there, my dad kept having health issues. It was just really a treacherous time. And, you know, I was like, yeah, here's, yeah, yeah, look at me, happiness guide. Like what, you know, what do you got to say now? Um, <laughs> Sorry no, for laughing, I, I but the it. irony I get is. It. I get that you laugh. But I was like, really, what, you know, what does that mean in these circumstances, uh, you know, happiness? And for me, really, it like in a paradoxical kind of way, it really was to learn to be with it all. And in being with it all was where, um, the, the, the magic of those moments of connection came. Um, and that's just embracing the being and not the doing. Yeah. Yeah. So if I, you know, if you'll allow me, I'll give you a couple of, uh, just a, a couple, um, stories about, about uh, yeah, the time. Yeah. Pick a story so, to tell. And then let's um, talk about your, uh, five day happiness challenge, which I'm a huge fan of. I did it last year and I'm looking forward to doing it again. Sure. So I'll tell you two stories, right? Because one is um, it's Easter weekend. It's 2018, right? My dad's having all these surgeries and it just seems like unrelenting. And my mom has had this decline that uh, the doctor has had trouble. Like one time it changed one medicine, changed nothing. One medicine got her completely closed off. Finally, something happened that she was sort of balanced. And we were alone during Easter weekend and she had this habit of sewing, stitching up stuff and she would just take her stockings and just random pieces of fabric and sew, sew, sew. And so we went to, I took her to a store. She liked to be in the, in the car 
um, to get an embroidery um, kit. Mm-hmm. And so we went to the kids section and it was Easter weekend and I asked her to pick one, right? And she picked the uh, the chicken where <laughs> there was an Easter chicken embroidery there. So it was cross point, you know, I don't, I'm not sure that's how you say it in English, but never mind. And so we took this home. And so we had, you know, a project that involved a needle and thread, right? And so I showed her how to do the stitches and she did the lines. I did the turns mm-hmm. and we just had a lovely moment, you know, embroidering the chicken. And when we came to my dad the next day, like he had tears in his eyes, like the, it was like a miracle for him. And so, you know, that that's one that's one story in the total midst of it. Well, tell me it was a miracle to him that what? Well, because he had been with her and he had been so he had been so distraught to see her decline like that. My parents were a very um, close couple, very, you know, fusional mm-hmm. in a way. And so his her pain was his pain. And mm-hmm. um, and so it was just so hard. And he was so it's so in the despair of it and that, you know, nothing was possible for him in that, you know, she was just doing random mm-hmm. things and it was you know, she, she, she actually knit this, this jacket that I'm wearing, you know, so she was very crafty um, and to see her, you know, in the decline. And so the miracle was that something actually, you know, pretty to look at and something that we had done together. And, you know, I think that's what, I mean, I didn't ask him, but if you ask me now, I think that's what was. That is so sweet. That was the miracle. And if you'll allow me the real miracle story. Please. This is now seven months later or something. So they've moved near me. My dad has had more surgery. She's declined. Every time my dad leaves, she declines. She's not speaking anymore. She hasn't said a word. She's actually had a near miss choking episode. And so I'm not even having her over for meals because, you know, so they're over for tea. Tea, I figure she can, you know, get cough, but she's not going to die in my kitchen. Um <laughs> My dad's there very discouraged, right? She's not talking anymore. And so, you know, I'm making tea. I have a couple of my kids there. And so I'm talking to her, right? I mean, she's not talking, but, you know, I talk. I'm like, you want some tea? You want this? You want that? And my dad's like, what? Stop. Like, why why are you talking to her? She's not going to respond anyway. I'm like, dad, I'm just talking to her because I talk to her, right? It doesn't matter if she responds or not. I'm like, you want some tea? You want some sugar? And so, and lo and behold, she actually answered Mm -hmm. me. She answered me. Yes. She answered me. No. She asked, answered me a bit more, a bit. And she answered me more. And my dad was just like, couldn't believe it. And then after I'd done serving the tea and everything, I sat down across from her at the table and I could see her looking at me a little bit like you're looking at me now. Right. But she was like a bit confused. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, you know, very intuitively, I just lifted my glasses and she smiled at me. And my dad at this point had tears running down his face. And and the lesson here really, guys, is that if you decide that it's impossible, it's impossible. I bet. My dad is like, don't talk to her. She's not going to respond anyway, right? I could have just shut my mouth. She's not going to respond anyway. But we had this beautiful, beautiful exchange. And so I thought this is now December 7th or something. Um, and I thought, okay, I was going to go spend Christmas with my daughter who was spending two years in Africa. And so I thought in January, I'm going to you know, do more of this. This is really good for her. It really works. 
I'm going to drive her around. She likes to be in the car. So I had all these great plans. Mm -hmm. And while I was in the Gambia with my daughter for Christmas, my mom actually passed away. And so, um, you know, there was no more of anything. But do, do you see how wonderful it was that that was the last time she came to my house? And that if I'd listened to my dad and his impossibilities in his life, in his, you know, in his head, but then in his life, um, there would have been, would have been none of that. Right. The second lesson is don't wait. Yeah. We get to choose. I agree wholeheartedly. I think that having the ability to take advantage of those moments of intimacy with uh, the others of in our lives, our loved ones, or even people we just encounter and to be present and be there and open to possibility. Whoa. That's the magic stuff, right? Yeah. And so, you know, speaking of possibility, (laughs) that's, you know, you wanted to talk about my five-day event. So. Yes. Yes. So uh, tell us the name of the challenge. So it's happiness now, the five-day experience, and it's actually happening right now, right? So it's, it started on Monday. So this is day three. The emails go out, um, I think it's 6 p.m. on your time zone. That's the way okay. I think it works. Um, and, uh, and that's U.S. Eastern, by the way. Yeah, but on anyone's time zone, like I, uh, it's oh, their time cool. warp so that everybody gets them at 6 p.m. their time. Nice. Um, and so if it's not yet 6 p.m., you might be able to still get today's email. Um, and in each, each day, so each day there's a video in this video, I give you a key, um, you know, for the path to your true happiness. I give you some examples, some stories, and I give you an activity to do. And, you know, Melissa, maybe you can say, but the people who have done the challenge and the activity, you know, got some nice little nuggets of insights, mm-hmm. which is really the name of the game, right? With one little ins- insight, you can change your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's foundational and the way you present it is not difficult. It's like, oh, sure, I can do that. Okay, great. And then what do you know? Huh. It's just the end of a work week. I'm just like, feeling a little taller, feeling a little more centered, feeling, um, for me, I felt that I understood myself and my own rhythms better. And then I could move forward with more clarity, which bring it on. (laughs) Who doesn't want that? Yeah, exactly. And so Melissa, you can put the link right to the, the, absolutely. Yes. That'll be in the show notes. And if you're, you know, if you're watching this podcast long, long time after we recorded it, it, it was actually uh, March 20th to 24th, um, the five-day experience. Um, of 2023. Of 2023, exactly. Sorry, I wasn't looking that far. <laughs> but but you can always check out Sonia at her website, which will also be in the show notes. Yudokima is her company. Yep, Yudokima. Um, and, you know, there might be some of your listeners who are like, what's that? So I'll say just a couple of words about that. It's a Greek word, word because I do all my work in English and also in French. And so when I was looking for a name for my company, mm-hmm. I wanted something neutral. And Yudokima, this word actually means to, to grow, to thrive, to prosper. And it's a, it's a present form. So it's like a gerundive or a present participle. Maybe you don't have that in yeah so and and uh so it's as we grow as we thrive as we prosper so that's the name of my company oh that's brilliant I love it 
I love it. I love you, Sonia. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. And I hope that everyone gets a load of the five-day happiness challenge and also check out Sonia's website and follow her on social media because Sonia and I are peas in a pod. We want you to be more centered, more balanced, happier, to experience joy on the daily, to just have moments of warmth and wonderfulness in each of your days. Well, thank you again, Sonia. Cheers. Thank you, Melissa, for having me. So glad you joined me on ZFG Living, the podcast. Please check me out, www.zfgliving.com and on social media as ZFG Living. That's zero folks given living. ZFG, baby. And uh, my email is melissa at zfgliving.com. Hope to hear from you. Give me a shout.